Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the WP Builds podcast. My name's Nathan Wrigley from Picture and Word, a small web development agency based in the north of England. I'm not joined today by David Wormsley, as I so often am, but today I am joined by Adam Hempenstall from a SaaS product called Better Proposals. Uh, Better Proposals is something which enables you to quickly and easily write proposals for your clients and hopefully thereby gain more projects. Now, we'll get to that main conversation a little bit later, but I should just point out that Adam has been very generous and he's given us a one-year subscription, one one-year subscription for some lucky winner to win. Now, it's for the premium offering that they have, which is valued at $600 per year. Um, And the way we're going to do it is we're going to create a little giveaway. So if you're listening to this podcast and you fancy winning that, what you've got to do is go to wpbuilds.com forward slash contests. That's contests plural. Um, and fill out the form and you have a chance of winning it. Now, it's one of those sort of viral promotion type things where if you fill out the form and then share it online, Facebook, Twitter and so on, and people sign up, you've got a greater chance of winning. And I think the idea really is that, you know, the more that you interact with it, the, the more likely you are to win. So, yeah, go for it. I mean, why not? We'll see how this works out and see if uh, we can get somebody with that one year's license. Um, And the closing date is written on the website. And I think it's the 14th or something like that. I can't actually remember what the closing date is, to be perfectly honest. But um, it's on the website. So go and have a look. It's probably like a week or so from now. Right. Few bits of news. This is the WordFence blog, and they're mentioning something called Traffic Trade, which is an infection which is spreading throughout WordPress websites. It's largely done through the newspaper theme or derivatives thereof. Um, and essentially, it enables people to install plugins into the Chrome browser, which, um, which is obviously a really bad thing. So, um, it, you know, if you're not using the newspaper theme and you're well protected in other ways, it's probably nothing to worry about. But certainly uh, worth a read. It's um, it's a good article by WordFence. OK, the next one has got nothing to do with WordPress whatsoever. It's actually made by Mozilla, the people who make Firefox. And it's just a dead simple um, UI, essentially, you go to send.firefox.com and it enables you to just drag documents, any kind of document, onto the the whole screen and it will then allow you to share it easily and simply and it, it allows it to be downloaded just once or it expires, I think, after a week or, some, or 24 hours or something like that. So if you've got a, something that you need to share with a client, super simple, then this might be a half-decent way of doing it. Right, okay. The next one, I've got two articles, one from Caldera Forms and um, one from Metabox. And I'll put both the links in the show notes, but it's more about Gutenberg and about kind of like, you know, the fact that this is really, really now starting to look like something which is going to very, very significantly change the WordPress uh, post and page editor UI. The Caldera Forms and the Metabox uh, posts discuss at great length what they think of it, whether they think it's a good thing, whether they think we should have so much change all in one go. Does this feel a bit like a Drupal update where backwards compatibility is thrown out the window? Should we have Metaboxes or some kind of half-baked solution which provides the Metabox functionality because essentially all that's going to be removed in the current version, at least anyway. So it's a huge, huge change and, and I'm trying to read up as much of it as po- about it as possible so that I'm um, in the know. So two URLs for that and um, go check them out. Um, the last one, this is not really great deal of news, but it's the Doc Pop website. It's, sorry, not Doc Pop's website. It's talkmag.io, and there's a contributor there called Doc Pop, and he's listed out all the ways that you are entitled and are not entitled to use the WordPress trademark and logo. And, and I always get confused about when I can use it and how I can use it. And so this is just a nice summary of that. So there we go. The news is done. There's an aeroplane flying overhead, which you can probably hear. And of course, I've got the builders in, so you can probably hear those as well. 
So we'll move right on to Adam Hempenstall and uh, a really nice discussion about better proposals, how you can use his online software to really, really quickly write proposals which look good and speak to the client in a way that makes it easy for them to understand and easy for them to move on to the next stage and accept your proposal. I'm actually using it now personally uh, for my proposal so I can personally vouch for it. And as I said, if you go to wpbuilds.com forward slash contests, then you've got a chance of winning a whole year's premium subscription. So go share it. Alrighty, enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the WP Builds podcast. My name is Nathan Wrigley and today I'm joined by Adam Hempenstall. Now, Adam, I have to say, first of all, have I got your name right? <laughs> Yeah, have you nailed it absolutely perfectly? You're the first person to ever do it. Hey, <laughs> great! <laughs> oh. um, and Adam is joining us today because he's got a uh, he's got a, a product which it turns out has been a while around for quite a while, although I didn't really know that it had been. Um, and it's called Better Proposals. Now, to be perfectly honest, proposals are kind of like the last thing that you really want to do, aren't they? Let's be honest, they're a, they're a, a chore. Um, but Adam's come up with a bit of software. It's a SaaS piece of software, so it's a bit unusual for this podcast because normally we're talking about WordPress plugins and themes and so on. Um, and he's got this piece of software, which completely online, software as a service, and it's to solve that problem. So first of all, Adam, it's a bit of a generic and boring question, but do you want to just tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you've come to build this and who you are and where you live and what you eat for dinner and that kind of thing? <laughs> sure. Too much pizza is the answer. To the last <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, yeah, Adam from Brighton, born and born and raised in Brighton, yes. and uh, yeah, so started out doing web design pretty much straight out of school. Um, I'm 32 now. Started doing that when I was like 16, and attempted college and failed miserably. Did web design for I don't know eight nine years, and then sort of slowly morphed that into. Um, a software company so we would go into different businesses ask them a million different questions and find the uh the very manual and labor intensive tasks and then we would write some software to automate that so it was just basically finding out those workflows and what have you and what we found when we were doing that was that i was spending i mean some of these deals were 20 30 40 50 thousand pounds um to, to do so the proposals were massive mm. and it would take me days to do them and you you'd go in you spend a couple of days with somebody you'd then come back and write this proposal up you send it in and nothing and i'm like do you know what i've had enough of this so i turn around to sabrina our, um she's our lead developer i was like just make me something that allows me to see whether they've read the damn thing that's all i want to know if, if they've opened it up looked at the price and closed it down cool at least i know what i'm dealing with so she goes away, does that, makes a very, very, very early version of, of what Better Proposals is today. And that helped me massively because I could then follow up in, a, um, in an appropriate way. And that was massive. So you started winning a lot more deals and then things just kind of evolved. And before long, people were saying, yeah, cool, I want the, I want the CRM thing. I want the business automation stuff you guys are doing. But that thing you sent me the proposal on, that's really cool. Can I have that as well? I'm like, oh, okay. And then, you know, a couple of years sort of passes and it's what we were selling them at the time is, is nothing compared to what we do now. But it was um it was it was a really, really interesting time. And then randomly one weekend I just thought, let's just set up a landing page and run some Twitter ads or something and see what happens. We got more leads with a really crappy landing page um in the over the weekend than we had in the previous twelve months. For the previous for, for the other business wow we're like oh, i think we're onto something here so the um so the writing was on on the wall and we could see the um uh, the scaling issues with the other business and we just decided to make a decision at that point right the mission is get off this business automation stuff and let's make the mission to try and go sort of full-time with with better proposals as quick as we can so that's exactly what we did so are you now doing this full-time is this basic, oh yeah yeah this is all yeah, that you guys for the do last two years now how many of you are there so the core team is myself and sabrina and we've then got a whole bunch of different people that help us with with different things so you know sabrina's amazing at the core functionality with the uh with better proposals but for things like integrations we get people on that are experts at that um and I have a lot of help with things like SEO and 
um, kind of have like a right-hand man type of thing with uh, marketing stuff. We've got different advisors and consultants that come on board at times that we need them. So in a weird way, it's almost like a running joke. Let's see how big we can get this with just sort of two of us. Yeah. Um, but it's amazing. I mean, we were talking to Zapier the other day, one of the one of the guys from Zapier, and he was surprised that our team, we'd managed to do so much with the team that we have. And it, he was looking at our website, which has about 12 people on it. I'm like, if only you knew the truth, man. <laughs> he <laughs> <Like>, does now. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yeah, cats out the bag. But no, it's um, it's really good fun. It's challenging, and it forces you to to not overspend and not overdo things, and rather than just keep things keep things small and just do the necessary. So, with it just being two of you, are you furiously busy, or is it is it a fairly um, easy thing to manage? Well, it's. It has its moments. So what we find is that there's a backlog of feature requests, and that's the biggest thing that holds us up. So Mm -hmm. there's only a certain amount of things that you can work on at once and carefully pay attention to and really think about the wording and the flows and the experience that someone's going to have. And you continually refine this. And, you know, you, you look at something that's, you know, even just a simple flow like creating a proposal now, that's had probably 40 different iterations. Mm. So it's, 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 it's best now. But you can't do that and six other things at once. You just don't have the mental brain space for it. Um, and that's what a bigger company can do. But then they have so many different rules and regs that prevent them from doing that kind of stuff anyway. It ends up evening itself out in the end. So mm. <laughs> it sort of doesn't matter whether you've got a big team or a small team. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, sometimes we're, we're crazy busy. Um, Fortunately, support is quite good to us. Um, the product is quite simple. So once you've understood the concept of sending a proposal and you've done two or three, you're pretty much all right. Yeah. So essentially, it's just people saying, look, can we have this? Can we have this um, new thing built onto mm. it? Yeah. Do you have a sort of public facing roadmap or do you stay away from all that? We stay away from it for mm. one simple reason, and that's the fact that priorities change. And it's a good reason. You know, the, yeah, I mean, it's it, priorities change. And if you say to somebody, oh, yeah, that will be done in X amount of time. Um, it's OK, I'll give you a simple example, right? We had three people in the space of a week that all requested Russian. And our character set, the way we set the database up, didn't accept non-Western characters. Totally our fault. We screwed up when we built the thing. But who are we to think that we would have Russian customers at some point? Yeah, fair so, enough. <laughs> so we had to make that change. But at the same time, we had to change every piece of content field in the database, uh, which is obviously a risky and scary thing to do. You think there's you know hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of proposals being won on a daily basis, thousands of proposals created on a weekly basis. Yeah. And we're just about to go and like start mucking about the core fundamentals of the database so let's tread carefully um so understandably it took us quite a while to get around to making this database change and in the process of doing that um about 600 odd people requested the idea of taking payments after a proposal was signed so i'm thinking okay well basic maths here 600 Mm. people want payments and three people want russian i can lose the three people that want russian if push comes to shove but this payments thing is damn important so let's get it done yeah so we so we had to prioritize that now if i obviously committed a date and all the rest of it with the with the character thing who knows where we would have been so happy to say the payments thing is going to be coming well i'm not going to tell you when but (laughs) soon (laughs) um but very soon very very soon yeah who have you have you settled upon as your chosen payment provider uh starting off with stripe purely because it's the it's the most equipped. And yeah, it's a it's rock the, solid choice. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. So we're starting there, and then um, everything else will be on demand after that. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I must admit, I I get a bit anal about looking at people's sort of roadmaps. If there's a product that I'm using all the time and I'm kind of relying on it, I do tend to submit requests for different, mm. you know, different features, and then I do obsess about. Well, well come on, well, you know, it's been mm. in for six weeks or something. So I think that's probably quite a good idea. But you know, if, like you say, if there was a team of fifteen of you, then you could probably do that, and it would the mm. priorities could be in flux a lot more, couldn't they? But for just two of you, it's a little bit more difficult. We're also playing catch up in a weird way. So, you know, we're now trying to get a load of integrations sorted out. So, I mean, you know, the next thing will be sort of like email marketing integrations. So once somebody's opened, add them to this flow in your email marketing software. Once oh, they've nice. signed, yeah. add them to this one. So that kind of stuff is going to be coming. But there's, 
we're just trying to play catch up. Like we're we're so far ahead in our minds as to where we want to take this thing. We're constantly trying to work towards that. And you're you're trying to balance this thing with like I've got a vision of where I want to see this thing go, and it isn't in writing proposals. I think we can get rid of the job. I truly think we can get rid of the job. Huh. So there's features that we need to build and get people used to using before we can make that vision a bit of a reality. And that's something that you can't do overnight. You have to kind of do that in stages. But those features that we need to build and processes that we need to change and things like that don't necessarily fit with what people are actually asking for. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. people ask for the surface level, but what they actually want is maybe something else. So it's it's very, very difficult. And it is a little bit of like reading matrix code sometimes, trying to figure out what people <laughs> actually want um, and trying to decipher it and... What you like need that, is a but... public-facing roadmap. Oh, no, no. no do you, um, excuse me, do you, um, like, it, it is a fairly simple product to use because the idea of getting a proposal out is such a straightforward thing. Do you, do you worry or think about, okay, if we add a million different features into this, suddenly we've got a giant of a you yep. know a monster of a bit of code and 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 also it sort of dilutes what it's supposed to do and it becomes a little bit more difficult to pitch because right now it does this one thing and it does it really well yep you've nailed it completely yeah my, my full-time job is saying no my part-time job is running the company <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's that's my job it's just to say no to stuff for that exact reason if that's you your say public yes facing roadmap things, just the word no. <laughs> yeah, just it, that, that's what it needs to be. It's, it's no unless, you know, you hear it a lot. I mean, the guys over at um, Basecamp have got a, a really, really good idea of doing feature requests. And it's this. Don't ever write down a feature request. Yeah. You don't ever need to write it down. If it's important enough, you'll know because you'll hear it every day. Yes. Like three times a day. That's you'll a good point. You'll, we need this. We need this. We need this. And it's obvious what you should be working on. And, yeah, um, yeah it's... everybody's going to have a different idea, but at some point you've got to just say, "Look, we're called Better Proposals," and all of a sudden mm. we're we're getting into email marketing and whatever. And oh, are we proposals anymore? What are we doing? Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, before long, you're a sales automation platform. Yeah, and yeah. it's not too far. Like, it doesn't take too much to end up there. Yeah, and we need to be very, very careful because we're right in the middle right you've got crm to the to the left or backwards and sort of continuing over the top then you've got the proposal side of things and then you've got payments and then you've got email marketing on follow-up and all of that sort of sits in a crm so it's all it's, it can get really messy really quick if you're mm. not careful and mm. i think at the moment we're at a really nice sweet spot which is that people can come to our website they can look at what we do they can understand it they can sign up and they can get on with the thing they just saw. So many times you see SaaS products and then you sign up to them and you actually can't find the things that's won you over. Yeah. It's too far in or it's, that's too far along or, oh, you can't have that yet. It's part of this plan or Yeah, and whatever. the UX so, is clumsy because there's so many different choices and options, mm. um, whereas yours is dead straightforward because as soon as you sort of subscribe and get on, that's what you do, isn't it? You, you send out proposals. Mm. We should probably talk about what it actually does. Um, Let's do that. Do you want to talk through the? <laughs> do you want to talk through the sort of like the workflow and the vision that you had for 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 people the minute they'd subscribe? What do they see and how do they get proposals out the door and so on? Yeah. So the it really comes down to the problem. You know, what's the actual problem with proposals in the first place? And it's that it takes too long and you're trying to format everything to an A4 sheet of paper or letter if you're in America. Um, yeah, but the concept of a sheet of paper and that restriction left and right, top and bottom, is what takes the time. And choosing fonts and then that's gone onto one page, you've got to reformat everything. And that it's that bit that takes so long. And you're not billing for that. You're not charging your client to spend four hours mucking about in some word processor somewhere writing a proposal. So the problem is very, very clear. And we've got some competitors that have done a pretty good job of um, building like InDesign or Word or whatever in the browser. And a lot, a common, a common thing is to use Google Docs. Mm. And, but that doesn't actually solve the problem any better than just using normal 
word processors does. Right. It's the same thing. It's just in a browser. So what we've tried to do is make the process of sending a proposal quick and easy. So we've just gone down the route of trying to remove as many decisions as possible. So you set your fonts once. You set your branding up once. You have a template which is a starting point for what you're actually going to sell to that customer or that client. And you just amend it from there. So we've got lots of supporting documentation and books and things like that, which teach you how to write a really great template and know which bits you want to edit and get your proposal out nice and quick. The, um, um, there's a load of good mm. templates in there as well, isn't there? So it's not just for word, sorry, um, website developers. Mm. You've got loads of industries covered. And I, I confess, I literally just pointed and clicked at the one that I liked and kind of didn't really fiddle with it from that moment on. So even that bit was quick. <laughs> well, that's it. And we've, we've tried just to take this, this whole thing and make it simple. And one thing that I did not realize, and I'm still kind of learning this, is that people don't actually know what a good proposal is and what a bad proposal is that we're never taught. And I know we spoke about this just before we went on. Mm. Um, but, you know, when you start a business, you don't really know anything. You know your craft. Otherwise, you wouldn't be confident enough to start in the first place. But you don't really know all the supporting things that have to go with it, like having some sort of financial literacy. You might not know anything. So you go to a, an accountant and then they teach you the very, very basics just so you don't worry your little head with it. But, you know, we will sort it. Don't worry. Just give us the 500 quid a year. Yeah. Thing. So just just don't worry about it. But over a couple of years, you will pick up bits and you will think, oh, OK, cool. Maybe we could do this. Maybe we could do that. And you start to gain a little bit of financial knowledge. Here's the problem with the proposal thing, though. It's something you have to do right from the get go in order to win any business at all. But there's never a point like with the accounting thing where you ever actually get taught that. Now, the only thing is maybe if you come into sort of running into like government contracts and um, like bit, proper bidding and things like that, you, you might experience that. But it's such a different experience. It's not just the standard issue sending somebody a proposal. And there's just no training for this. There's mm -hmm. no advice. There's no bit where you learn. You're just constantly winging it. And your company gets better. You take on more staff. You get offices. You get better at selling. You get better at everything your craft your um workflows your ability to do stuff the ability to cater for bigger deals but you might not ever get better at the proposal thing because you don't necessarily do enough to learn from it and it's it's a real problem i think so what we've tried to do is have almost two sides of our company one is obviously having really great software that makes this super easy sign up add a template or add your own um and, and off you go. But that's sort of my point. No one ever adds their own. Oh, really? <laughs> Everybody's no. just robbing the templates because they don't know fine. how to write them. Yeah. But that's exactly it. They don't have their own thing. And I was really surprised by this. I mean, the, the, a classic one recently, it was um, a, a loads and loads and loads of people emailed through recently saying, um, I'm a copywriter. Can you, can you do a template for copywriting? What? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Hang on. what do you think this job is? Hold the phone. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, hang on a minute. This is. I actually turned around to one of them. I said, um, "Oh, perfect timing, actually. Uh, we actually need somebody to, to to write that, and and you're perfect. Like, would you would if we paid you, would you write a template for copywriters?" She said, "Oh yeah, yeah, of course." <laughs> that's great. That's great. so. Is this is this laziness or yeah. is this like lack of knowledge? Like, what is it? Like, so it's it's very it's it's interesting how. She was super unconfident, like underconfident when it came to asking for this template. But the second you put her in work mode, she's like, oh, yeah, I could do that. It's like, well, just get in work mode anyway. It's your, yeah. it's your profession. You do a better <laughs> job of this than I would. I must admit, writing proposals, I used, I've gone through the whole range of things. You know, I've used uh, Word documents. I've used Google documents. I've used uh, proprietary sort of PHP mm -hmm. scripts, which do that and present it online. But I always felt, the one thing that I always felt was, I had a bit of help from WP Elevation in coming mm. up with the wording and um, and all of that stuff is is inside your product. So that was good for me because yeah. I like that template. Um, but one of the things that I always felt was, essentially I'd hand over a blank piece of A4 paper. It was, it was without color and it was without imagery and and i just never made the jump to okay let's put an image here and let's put a you know a logo over here and make it nice and colorful and your your software does all of that and they look really nice which i think i, I reckon 
that's the first thing that you've got to overcome when you hand over the proposal. Mm. Oh, it's just another bit of paper. I've got four of these, but my one hopefully looks a bit more mm. colourful. Was that a was that a conscious decision, or did you just think, oh, you know? Yeah, it was. It was very much so. And here's the other thing: when you send a PDF to somebody, um, I understand the idea of being able to download it, and obviously there's going to be times where you need a PDF copy of it, pass it in the office, whatever. But that first experience when you open it is massive. It's absolutely huge. And I just don't understand why it isn't more obvious to people. But mm. if somebody sends you three proposals or four proposals and three of them turn up as a PDF and one of them turns up as a web-based experience, yeah, which one are you likely to pay more attention to? Yeah. The answer is obvious. You're not, the PDFs, as good as they are, Apple could design a PDF, but it's still a PDF. We've seen a million of them before. There's nothing overly that special about them. And they can be designed really nicely, and that's great. But ultimately, they're just still a PDF. It's still a document, and it's boring. Yeah. Whereas we love web-based experiences. Even even techie people pref- would prefer that, at least in the first instance. And if you can give them all the information that they need, and you can explain things in a really nice way, and it's visually appealing, so they want to keep reading more, of, I mean, of course that's going to help you win the job. Yeah, and of you, course. your your stuff makes it really easy to track um, exactly what's happening as well. It, I don't know if, if if anybody's listening to this and uses better proposals. You know what I mean. You get you get sort of like weekly summaries, and there's a dashboard when you immediately log in where it highlights you know what's ongoing at the minute, how many proposals have you got out, and what stage you know which one's been read. But you get emails like that it's been printed, and you get an email to sort of say it's been viewed and how many seconds and which page they were viewing and all of that. And for me, that's really valuable because essentially everybody goes for the well. In my experience, everybody goes for the page which is how much does it cost right away. <laughs> cool. So what does this teach you? Uh, so if they, if, yeah. they, if they open it up, they look at the intro page, which they'll always look at. Yeah. They'll get an idea for the overview. Yeah. And then they go straight to the price. Yeah. I'm guessing Next. that that should you should put like a payment button on that page or something. <laughs> so there's a couple of things. The first thing is knowing that they do that, what can you do to improve the 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 whole experience for them so if you know that somebody's only going to look at the intro and then they're going to go to the price you need to somehow get a very trimmed down version of your proposal in those two pages yeah good point right because you know that's what they're going to do the rest of it is just supporting that so think about your proposal in layers right so you've got the first layer which is the intro and the price and then the second layer is basically everything else that supports it so nobody clicks on pages called testimonials because they're all either either fake or contrived somehow. Yeah. But what they will do is they will click on a page called Meet John because mm. that's weird to put in a proposal. But John happened to have the same problem you had right now. And John, six months ago, started working with us. And now he's doing really well. Nice this is John. tip. That's a good pro tip. I like it. So write the case studies don't do testimonials and i mean if you're doing very very low value stuff then maybe testimonials are okay but try and think more in terms of case studies like what was the problem what did you set out to do or what did you do basically and what was the result and even if you're doing something very 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 small and you submit maybe or putting a couple of case studies in at least just address those things so you know what was the problem that they originally had what did you do about it and what was the result that's it. Even if that's just a, a sentence for each one of those three points, yeah. that will help you massively. Um, and it makes the whole thing an awful lot easier for them to understand. But so going back to my previous point with the, the intro and the price, right? So you're not going to put a put a testimonial right above the pricing page or on the pricing page, but right above the actual cost that specifically says it's good value for money. So when they land on that page and they scroll down and they're like, oh, okay, testimonial, yeah, I spent 1000 made 26 okay, cool, and the price is 800 okay, right. <laughs> you know, it starts, to, mm-hmm. it starts to change their mindset just before they see that, that sort of elusive currency symbol and then the number, right? So, but the main thing that people do that get the – is – so detrimental is they don't 
take on board how how important the first page of text is and the it, call it the executive summary introduction overview whatever you want to call it but that page whatever they first land on that bit is the bit that they read properly almost everything else will get skim read mm. so you've got an opportunity there for them to act they're actually going to read it so what you need to do is get to the truth of the problem with the client when you're doing your discovery work or whatever it is and get that in there yeah you have to address that if they want a new website because they want more leads that's fine that's a very surface level answer but that's better than nothing most people don't even ask that they don't even find out why they want a new website the first thing they do is go okay which kind of websites do you like what color scheme do you want to go for do you want to rebrand it as well they go into all of that stuff and the correct way to do it is go down the route of going okay why do you want that you want a new website why and then looking at if you know why why do you want a website okay well in, you know business is a little bit dry we want some more leads okay yep. why do you want more leads why aren't we sitting here talking about conversion why have you not got a sales trainer here like try and really understand the truth and get to the truth of the um of, of their problem and then only really once you've done that can you then confidently write about what they actually want a simple example of this was um a good friend of ours, Jack, he was doing the same thing, went through all this discovery. Knew, yeah, we want more leads, want more leads. He's like, why, do you, why are you guys so obsessed with, with wanting more leads? You've got loads already. And it turns out that they're selling the company. Yeah. And they wanted the number of leads to be as high as possible so that when they were selling the company and putting the thing up for valuation, the valuation was going to be higher. Yeah. So all of, their, all of their metrics were higher. They didn't actually care about making any sales. They didn't care. So the whole job changed. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't a job about actually getting meaningful leads. It was just about getting the number up. Yes. By any means necessary. Yeah. Which changed the job entirely. He won it hands down because nobody else was talking to them about the actual problem they were having. And he was because he got to the truth of it. So a lot of this proposal stuff actually isn't really about writing the proposal. It's getting the discovery part right. And if you do that bit, Everything else becomes really easy. You just reflect back to them what they told you in discovery, I guess, you know, when you've done all your mm. why questions and you've really nailed the, 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 the real reason that mm. they want a website. You then put that front and center on the front of your proposal. It sounds like there's it's, it's a real artistry to this and getting it exactly mm. right. You know, you're not going to win everything, are you? But you increase your chances if you choose the right language and certainly talk to them about the things that they specifically told you in the meeting, which probably are easy to forget uh, i confess when mm. i go into these kind of meetings i do sit with a with a video not a video recorder like a, i have my phone switched on and yep. record what they say so that when i come back i can actually bullet point all of the things that actually actually mattered to them um mm. yeah that's really interesting yeah I'm, I, I confess i think yours look a whole load more beautiful i've only actually used it to send out one proposal um because i only got on it recently which we'll talk about more in a minute <laughs> um and it got accepted really quickly um, Brilliant. which is not my general experience you know they they get accepted and they don't and but this one came back and and i got a nice comment from the guy who i who i actually sort of know slightly anyway so he felt like he could phone mm. me up and he said yeah it was cool I, I like it you know it just looks nice um and Brilliant. you weren't the cheapest but it just felt like I was, I was reassured that you'd put the time and the effort in so that was good so speaking of getting on board i got on board about oh what, what is it you can tell me probably about a month ago because like you that, were yeah. <laughs> you did um you did the app sumo thing now anybody in the wp builds facebook group knows that i've drone on about um, AppSumo all the time. So here we are, living proof that it works. <laughs> Tell us about your experience on AppSumo. Okay, so it's uh, it's an interesting beast to say the least. So I can't tell you numbers. Nope. I can tell you how many sales we made. Okay. I can't tell you percentages that we made and that sort of stuff. Um, but we did 5,400 sales. Nice. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it was... Um, yeah, it was a pretty interesting experience. And it basically, it's supposed to last a week. Ours lasted... Uh, just over three weeks um, and what was really interesting was how well the pre-launch did because we were already kind of in a few little communities and then when they realized they could get it for this incre incredible price of course um, you know 
they just all went went through and and got hold of it, which was really really nice to see so many people being able to take advantage of it. So it's not something that we'd ever do again because we kind of can't. We'd lose more than we gain. Yeah. Um. So at a certain point, there is a sweet spot with it. I mean, from a SaaS sales perspective, there's a there's a sweet spot where if you're at a certain level, you wouldn't do it beyond that. But purely from um an experience thing i mean look some people go skydiving <laughs> for me this was this was the same like, <laughs> the same kind of like mental effort um but it was crazy i mean my co-founder and i sabrina um we were doing like switch we were literally doing shifts so i would get up at sort of five in the morning and take the afternoon of uh, australia and then we kind of go through into obviously europe and then literally just go all day and then we just see how long we could last until eventually we just collapsed and fell asleep <laughs> and then uh and then we get up again so when it got it got quiet around sort of 10 till 12 so i'd go and get some sleep at that point right uh, so the whole thing was just absolutely just full tilt insanity for the for the whole three weeks i think it's um, it, i was going to say i think it's fair to you did you probably had more momentum than a lot of these other deals. It felt to me like yours was selling like hotcakes, whereas some are a bit up and some are a bit down. It just felt like everybody that I knew was getting in on it. And I'm sure that loads of the people listening to this have got in on it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it did feel like that. It definitely felt like that. And we, we were doing it at the same time with a couple of other people that we knew. Um, the consultant that got us in on it did the same thing with the other three guys. So we were like a week ahead of one and two weeks ahead of another. Mm. Um, so we're all sharing kind of ideas and I was sort of feeding back, like, okay, this is going to happen and then that'd be crazy and that'd be all right and you can take a break here and whatever. So it was it was really interesting. It was really cool. We, we, you know, we made some good friends in the process and um, obviously financially it's really good. Um, mm. You obviously get the one-off payment rather than sort of the monthly stuff, but we've, um, we've done well to kind of pick up an awful lot of uh, sort of new monthly customers. But beyond that as well, um, people were talking about it and yeah. it's a viable solution. Um, and yeah, and, and, and people are talking about it and, and sharing it and telling other people and recommending it and whatever. So, uh, yeah, so it's, it couldn't have gone better. I mean, I, I don't know if I could have designed it better. I don't know how I would have done it. It's just gone. It's gone perfect. So you, you're sort of ticking along beforehand and then you get this sudden spike where, you know, you get many, 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 many uh, new users signing up and mm. the support is suddenly going through the roof. And presumably that's settled down a bit now because everybody's worked out basically how it works yeah. and whatnot. Did you have it as, as your regular sales cycle taken a bit of an upswing then as well? Massively. Oh, I mean, cool. we've, we, we've doubled the size of the company in the last six weeks. Right. Wow. So. Yeah, so that doesn't include the one-off payment that we get from AppSumo. That's just purely monthly revenue. Oh, so that's phenomenal. It's, yeah, it's it's in, it's completely insane. I mean, I don't even. It's like in most days, there's seven, eight, nine people that sign up and pay. Mm. Most days now, whereas before it was sort of one every two or three days, sort of thing. Wow! 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 Okay, that's a real big upswing, isn't yeah. it? Oh, congratulations! So it, Brilliant! Thank you. It's cool. I mean, what's really nice about it is it's it's like whenever you're making anything. I mean, obviously, sort of thinking about your audience a little bit more. You know, you know, a plugin or a website or something that's maybe not like client work, some some personal work or whatever. All you really ever want is somebody to validate your idea and tell you that it's a good thing and mm. to keep going. Mm. And as a, as a maker, a creator, developer, whatever you want to call it, that's all you ever really want. And if you get that validation somehow then and that's what investments for that's why the whole investment thing is so is so big because it's it's validation that what you've done is a good thing but you actually haven't got to go out and get any customers for that you've just got to convince somebody to give you some money to keep going um but i think with with our thing as well it's just so nice to know that we've clearly solved this problem for enough people and now it's just a case of getting it in front of more people so it's it is really nice, and it gives us the resources to continue to solve that problem better. And you know, I, I believe that into the future we won't be writing proposals. If I have my way, there won't be anything to write. And um, if we can get some of this automation stuff down, um, 
you won't need to write anything. What are you imagining then? A sort of a situation where the templates are so good that you just mm. sort of fill in minor minor fields and it kind of auto-populates what it is that you need to put out as a proposal? I think... How do I explain this without literally giving away my hand? Yeah, no, don't do idea. that. Because yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's, it's possibly like years away, but I don't think we're ready for it yet. Yeah. I don't think we're ready for it yet. So, um, I mean, I'm kind of imagining a scenario <clears throat> where for a series of tick box... Yeah a situation where the client is interested in this, they're interested in that. You set up these flows and you aren't you set out all these questions. And then depending on what you tick, it builds the template for you. I have um I have a friend who writes reports. She's a teacher and mm. they have to write dozens of these um pupil reports at the end mm. of each academic year or termly or whatever it my might mom, be my mum's a teacher as well yes and, yeah. and i think that i think there's quite a lot of investment in that arena for a similar output you know there's this document which needs to be produced and frankly mm. it's a time sock to write it 30 times so you basically tick boxes write the name in the name field and make sure it's got the gender correct and so on and and out mm. comes the report and you give it a quick read to make sure it's exactly what you want and then send it off if it, if it doesn't need a tweak it kind of feels like maybe that's maybe that's where it's going, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's that, but also, okay. So you go into a meeting. You first of all, you've got a rough idea of what they're doing. So you've already made one series of notes because you've already established that a meeting's worth it. So that's the first time you've had this this information coming from them to you. That's yeah. the first time. Yeah. You sit down and have the meeting twice. You get home. You write up your notes three times. You then yeah. open up your proposal software and I'm write it again you. four times. You then maybe send it to someone else and have them edit it five, and then you send it. I reckon we can get rid of a few of them. Yeah, why not have it so that you've got your laptop open and you're typing it as just in the meeting? Or, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Maybe that's going too go, far. Not, <laughs> yeah. Well, I just think there's also the experience of the meeting. Right? Yeah, that's true. And uh, you've, you've got you've <laughs> the meeting's still got to be good for them. Right. So it's not just about you saving time. It's about still making sure it's saving time while not, you know, wrecking the, the quality of the meeting. And that some would... of the best meetings are the ones where you don't take any notes. Yeah. You just freeball it and you just freestyle everything and you have a great conversation. You come up with all these amazing ideas and then you get out of the meeting, you sit in the car and you go, what the hell was that about? Like, <laughs> I can just imagine me in yeah. meetings just sort of asking him, "Hang on, can you just can you just give me a minute? I'm just writing your proposal. Uh, we'll, well, I'll get back to you in a second. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> That'd be really funny. I, I just I just think there's something to this. I just think there's something there that that we must be able to cut out a few of these points where we're continually rewriting the same information. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just think we can save some time there, and especially with this. You know, in the web design field, there's there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way of getting this community to work on their craft. You know, more than doing the admin. Uh, well, and... I, honestly, I spend so much time doing this exact job, and I'm so pleased that your stuff kind of, like I say, I've used it once, but now. That I understand the UI, which frankly didn't take me very long because it's very mm. cool, um, and and I've, the template is now tweaked to exactly what I want. Um, hopefully, in the future, it will be a simple process. Now, I know that you're thinking about putting in is it like like Mailchimp merge tags kind of thing because at the minute you have to, or maybe that's changed. I don't know. You have to go in and type in the name of the company that you're sending it to and so on. Is that you can put? You've got a merge tag now for company name. Oh, so. yeah, that's you're right. I apologise. Yeah. That's all right. No, no, that's cool. We added it. Um, loads of people kicked up a fuss about it when we did the AppSumo launch, so we gave them that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, basically, it's just two squiggly opening brackets, company underscore name, close two squiggly brackets. That's it. Perfect. So wherever you put that, wherever you put it in the email, on the cover, in the proposal, anywhere, thank you, Paige, um, wherever you put that, it will, it will replace it. Yeah. Um, we'll have recipient names coming soon, and then at some point in the future, we will do uh, sort of like custom tags. So... Um, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah so you can so drop your own tags. Add your yeah. Own in. yeah. So it'd be a bit like filling out a gravity form or something like that. You'll be able to yeah. fill out a form, and then the merge tag will take care of the the final output, and you just check it to make sure it's done everything correctly before you send it. Exactly. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Honestly, I think it's a rock solid piece of um, piece of kit. And I, having said, I've used it. I am definitely going to continue using it, and I, I would 
if, if proposals are a bit of a fuss for you and you really don't like writing them um, and you don't really feel that they're very nice when you have written them and don't look very good, check out Better Proposals. There's masses of templates for just about every industry on, on earth. So even that bit has been taken care of. Um, We're going to be adding, just to j jump in there, we've mm -hmm. got at the moment about 22 templates in there. And we're going to be adding, we're going away this weekend to um, to write about another 20. Nice. So we're going to be doubling the size of yeah. the template library. Yeah, and they're, um, they're, they're all over the place, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're for all sorts of different fields. But in my case, I settled on one, which I'm very happy with straight mm. away. Um, and, and it's just really, it's a nice bit of software. And, and, you know, I'm so pleased that you've managed to make something amazing happen over the last six weeks and give yourself that stability going forward. So that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly feels good. It's yeah. just a case of riding that wave and, you know, just keeping doing what you're doing. And yeah. that's the, that's the cool thing. And, and don't get too, like, you know, caught up in the whole hero element of the whole SaaS business and stuff like that. I kind of don't like that stuff. I just want to stick to what I... Yeah, just to, just like you guys, you know, you want to sort of stick to stick to the bit that you love, mm. and the, the bit that I love is is continually trying to make this proposal thing less of a proposal thing. Yeah. If in an ideal world, this whole concept wouldn't exist in the first place. You just say it'll be about ten grand. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Wicked. See you later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I imagine that world. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be good? You know, yeah, but, like, it'd be lovely. <laughs> how close can we get it to that? You know, and and. There's this there's so much we could we could um, you know to, to dive into, but I think the if I had to sum all this up, it would really be you know finding a way, whether it's using our software, whether it's something else, finding a way to reduce the amount of time you're spending on this proposal stuff because it's non-build time. You can't charge anyone for it. It's a complete time suck. And look. Sometimes you do proposals and you think, well, this is a waste of time. I know I'm going to get this. I could send them a text and they'd be cool with it. Other times you're, sent, you're writing a proposal thinking, I don't know why I'm doing this. They're definitely not going to go ahead. Yeah. We're not really concerned with either of those two. What we're concerned with is that kind of 50% in the middle where you think, if I do a good job, I'm going to win it. If I do a bad job, I won't. Yeah. And they're the ones that are up in the air. And they're the ones that, you know, you can, if you get right, you can double the size of your business mm. quite easily, really, mm. because there's a lot that go that can go either way. And giving somebody a great experience, you know, helping them understand their, you know, their problem and then presenting them with an, a nice, plain English, non-jargon, <laughs> non-jargon proposal, which explains their issue and explains how you're going to solve it without mm. giving them a load of technical stuff. Um yeah, I mean that's the that's the biggest thing, especially in this community. Just stay away from jargon as much as you can. Yeah, uh, there's too much of that. We spoke on the podcast, me and David Wormsley, last week about trying to talk to clients and staying away from jargon. And there's so much in our industry that people just don't understand. Uh, it's been a really nice conversation. I've enjoyed that a lot. Thank um, you. We're Thanks about... so much for having me. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Now, just before you go, mm. um, there's a couple of things to mention. Firstly, we're going to run a bit of a contest, which um, which will be cool. What what we're doing, we're gonna we're gonna use um, basically. I'm gonna come up with a page and I'll put it in the show notes. What the page is, but it's probably gonna be something like wpbuilds.com forward slash contest or something like that. Um, and do you want to tell us what it is that you've kindly offered some lucky winner? <laughs> sure. So basically, anybody that uh, feels that this conversation's added some value and decides that they want to sign up to better proposals. You do that through um, the link that Nathan's going to share, and we're going to pick one person at random, and they will have a full year's um, free on our premium plan. So whether that is forty nine dollars times twelve months, that's cool. That's the, yeah, so yeah, I mean six hundred dollars worth. Yeah, thank you. I think that's a really really cool offer. Uh, honestly, I think if you were to check it out, you'll you'll be sold on it, and I'm sure that after a year, whoever you are, the lucky winner. <laughs> you'll probably end up sort of jumping on board. But that's a really nice offer. Is there anything else you want to mention about, you know, promote or discuss just before we sign off? Yeah, I mean, if it's of any interest, I mean, the the, the URL is uh, betterproposals.io. Good. And, yeah, just go there and have a little look around and see if there's uh, anything useful there. One last thing, I've shot a load of videos on our blog. If you go to the footer and click blog, there's a section in there called Proposal Breakdown. And I don't do them very often, but 
there's a ton of videos in there where I'm looking at real life proposals and then using my knowledge of having seen hundreds of thousands of these things, uh, going through and actually doing like a live critique of, of these proposals. Some are really good. Some are tragically bad. Um, it's really hard to get people to actually want to do these. Um, cause obviously they think, Oh no, it's public. I'm like, I wouldn't worry too much about it. You've got nothing secret there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but there's, there's some really, there's a couple of web design ones in there. Some of my old ones as well, which are really, really funny cause they're sort of five, six years old and I've torn to pieces. So, um, yeah. So anyone that wants a bit of a live critique and get sort of an idea as to, um, you know, our, our sort of approach to this. Yeah, uh, they can go and they can go and check that out as well. well. That's a very cool idea. I was you were discussing exactly that earlier, and I would I what did mean to ask had you got anything just like that? That sounds like a really good idea to yeah give you that art and give you that craft and upskill you. Mm. And then um, if anybody and if anybody wants to submit their proposal that they're sending currently um, with the idea to obviously have it re, um, review. Um, you know, changed and upgraded or whatever. Um, if you do submit it in, I'll I'll make sure I get it um, in in the queue for the next time I do a, a batch of proposal breakdown videos. Groovy, that's cool. Thank you All very right. much, Adam. Um, Pleasure. We always end our podcast with really awful music. I decide oh, each brilliant. week upon a really dreadfully cheesy bit of music, and uh, we fade it in. <laughs> so it's going to be fading in right now, and it will be horrific. Um, so I'm going to say goodbye from me, Nathan. Goodbye from me, Adam. Yeah, that sounds good. I've enjoyed talking to you. Thanks, Adam. See you again soon. Pleasure. Take care, Adam.